With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania. Search Harrison Agents today. Breakfast with Tim Payne and Brent Costello. So he goes to Jack Jump as that man Crawford. He got another look again wow. and he's just nailed that three. From right at the top of the arc, he's Steindl, he didn't have a look. He's so, so he's gone the other corner and now he sinks it. That is just energy personified there from Jordan Crawford. And he's blown this game open. Well, there you go. Some highlights from our SEN crew at Kudos Bank Arena yesterday. The Jack Jumpers hit a highest score for their franchise history, Tim. 105. Unbelievable. It was an incredible win. Jordan Crawford, outstanding. They're all good. I mean, it was Clint Steindl. Well, we've got the stars, don't we? Melvin and JC, as I'm calling him now. Jay Craw. Jay Craw. That's what I roll with. You're more in the loop than me. JC, he does get a bit of JC, though. But we haven't lost that. The rest of those guys just come and play their role. Clint Steinle came on yesterday. Bang. 13 points in about three minutes. Jack McVeigh, every time he gets the ball. Yep. He does just something. reliable, isn't he? He's so yeah. good. Yeah. He's so good. It was interesting, the commentary on social media last night, talking about Josh Majette, and obviously did a fantastic job. Yep. I've Culture guy, here. ripping fella, great on-court leader, but probably just missed that scoring punch, and we've got that now with Crawford, haven't we, to compliment Doyle. Absolutely. Best backcourt duo in the league. Mate, at, the mo- at the moment, anyway. They're they- so good to watch. And we're, we're, we've been good to watch, but in a different way. Whereas now we're, we've still, we haven't lost what we built, which is that defend the island, yep. team first, make your teammates better. But we've just got a bit of X factor. Yep. And we're exciting. We can sink buckets from everywhere. We can go inside to the big fella Lee. Jack McVay can do whatever he likes. He just seems to be a bit of a Mr. Fix it. He can, yep. he can go everywhere. Do everything. Their defence is brilliant. And again, last night, I, was, I watched that press conference at the end, and we've spoken about this a bit <laughs> off off air yeah. in the past. Just the way they... I mean, Crawford's been there for how long? He's been in Tasmania for... A few months. A yep. few months. And again, so the, the culture and the way they must talk internally all the time. So he gets interviewed last night, and he sounds like he's been here forever. The Jackie's way or whatever yeah, he said. Jackie's yeah. way, he yeah. said... You know, about his, when they asked him about how well he played, he said, look, my main role is to make the bloke on the right better than me, the bloke on the left better than me, yep. and to represent Tasmanians. Yep. It was interesting, too. You just can't, you can't buy that you stuff. You can't, absolutely. And you set it up, Tim, so well done to you for all your work no, with no, that. Let's be serious about it. But, but they are. They have become a team that Tasmanians can be really proud of, win, lose, or draw. And I, I, every time I get an interview, they do it in a way that's not boring. It's not yep. like, oh, yeah, here we go, mate. They ask you this question. It's... It's genuine. Yep. No, no doubt. Absolutely genuine. The thing that pleased Scott the most, the coach, was how they, they got that smack in the mouth, didn't they, at the start of the third quarter where Sydney, I think, piled on six or eight points, cut the lead back to not much. 
the way they responded from that too. When they you know it could have they could have rolled, steamrolled them Sydney, but they fought back and They're not steamrolling the Jackies. No, no one steamrolling the Jackies. And then in the last quarter, for Jordan Crawford to hit the first fourteen points and take that lead from seven to nineteen, I think it was amazing. Shut the, so that's was, what we can do. We can turn a game like that. Yeah. And I can't remember who was talking about it on air about um, Brian Gorgian saying that having a 10-point deficit against the Jack Jumpers feels like yes. it's so much more yes. because of their ability to score. And that's what we're talking about. We we haven't had that. And Josh Adams had it a bit. He could put points on you pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. But since he left, tell you what, though, I remember when he left and everyone was like, oh, God, what are we, we're going to be no good without him. I, I would go as far to say that every one of our three imports this year are better than him. And they well, play at both ends. Marcus Lee was interesting too. Early foul trouble again. Two yep. fouls in the first two minutes. Um, but gee, he was big on the boards, wasn't he? I think he had 12 rebounds in the end. Just, yeah. But he can actually play. Yes. For a big man. Yep. Like his hands and he's passing and he moves well. He's a he's a great get. How about Sydney's shooting from the from beyond the arc? They were 7 out of 40 against Perth. And yesterday they were 10 out of 37. And is that us or is that, that them? You know what I mean? Like, well, that, that's it. Is it pressure from us, our defenders? The... Yeah, not sure. So, no, all, all looking good for the Jack Jumpers. Obviously, we'll talk about it uh, in depth later on with Andrew Gaze, who's our guest after 8 o'clock this morning here on SEN Tassie Breakfast. Let's have a look at the Hurricanes, though, Tim. A 98-point loss to the Scorchers to start their WBBL campaign. And Amy Smith will join us, too, in the 8 o'clock hour to uh, review all that, but not an ideal start at all. No, it wasn't. It was, it was pretty ugly. To be fair, Perth are very good. They are. Don't get me wrong, in both WBBL and BBL. But as we touched on a little bit earlier, no Nicola Carey, no Elise Villani. And that can make a huge difference in your team, particularly in a T20, shortened game. We've been reliant on Villani for a little bit anyway, but most teams are reliant on their top three, four batters. Yep. That's that's how you win. Let's not. It's not that the rest of us are ordinary. But I think what it highlights to me, watching the first few rounds of the WBBL, is the difference between the WBBL and the WNCL. And, yep. what, and what do you think that is? Well, I, I don't know, Tim. It's the availability of the Australian players. Right. Which just makes the other team so much better. Yep. So we're, we're largely the same team that play and dominate the WNCL, plus yeah, some okay. imports. And then the other ones come back. The other teams are getting so much better. Yeah. Because Perry played last night. Gotcha. Gardner played last night. Beth Mooney played. Lanning, yeah. Plus the overseas players. Yeah. Sophie Devine, I think, got 87 against us. So we're, we're putting the same team on the park, which is a very, very good team and dominates the WNCL. But the WBBL we're seeing is a step up because of the availability of the Australian players, which we would love to see in the Big Bash. Eventually, a hundred percent, which we're not seeing, but you, you can just see there that we are by far and away we've been the best WNCL team for two years, and then just with the availability of twelve players spread over the competition, it swings the whole thing on its head. So imagine Cummins, Smith, yep. Head, Carey, all these guys Pain. playing in the Big Bash all the yep. time. It would go through the roof, and the you can see at the moment the difference between the good teams and the bad teams in the WBBL. This team, Melbourne Stars, got bowled out for. 
23. Unbelievable. Yeah, but when it's Melbourne, you love it, don't you? Yeah, oh, definitely. It's fantastic. We'll talk more WBBL with Amy Smith after 8 o'clock, as I mentioned earlier. Let's have a look at the hockey. Tassie Tigers men got the job done. 2-1 win over the Perth Thunder Six, which was great to see. And the women, though, unfortunately lost again, making it a zip three start to the season. But Tigers men back on track, which is good to see. Away. Perth would be a very good team too, I'd imagine. Yeah, well, as we said, you know, that's where the Kookaburras are based, aren't they? So... Um, I know they're scattered out throughout the competition, but um, they'd certainly have a, a good flavour and uh, and be very hard to beat this competition. So that's a that's the a good thunder win. Thundersticks. And who did we play last week? The Chill. Mm-hmm. Who Bit are we to do next? With the names. Bit to do with the names. And just quickly too, two new teams will join the Women's Super League in soccer in 2024. Glenorchy Knights and Riverside Olympic will increase the comp to eight teams, which is good to see. So... That's your local sport in a nutshell there. A couple of texts in here. Andrew Bogut, Tim Payne, one-on-one re-jack jumpers, radio gold. That's a text in from Kicker Collins. We'd love to get Bogey on the show. Oh, I wouldn't have thought so. You were engaging with him on Twitter last night, Tim. Mm. Oh, I told you, he's a nice guy. Mm. I met him once. He's a nice fella. He likes to... Um, prod? He likes to stir Pumpkin a bit prod. of S-I-H-T, mm-hmm. which is fine. I find it quite... It's all right. Yeah. It's quite entertaining. Uh, another one here from David. Doug Bollinger was hard to face, they tell me. You had some, oh. some issues with Doug, didn't you? Oh, didn't I ever. He got me out eight times in one year. <laughs> uh, any comment on the Joel Smith story? And, and spat on me on the way off Spat, well. spat on you? Doug did all the time. Mate, spat on you? He'd spit on you in the net, Doug. Spit on he you? Was, he was a loony. I love Big Doug. He's an absolute legend. He was one of those guys. He's the most gentle, yeah. giant off the field. And when he, but like I, I got along with him really well, room with him at the academy. Yeah. And then a roll in round one of Shield Cricket, and he's bloody abusing the absolute <laughs> shit out of me. And, and, oh, it was funny. Yes, Tim. Any comment on the Joel Smith story? If the AFL allow a player, some text is missing, of course. Um, so, yeah, we didn't really talk about Joel Smith last week, and we've got to get to our well, break, but, but just a quick comment on that. Well, I find it interesting because, yeah, like they say it was cocaine, but it was a, in competition test. Mm-hmm. So that means he's been tested on a game day. Does that mean... So he had, uh, after a game. After a game. So if, say, he's played on a Saturday, that means he must have been doing it on a Thursday or a Friday. Is that mm-hmm. correct? You, Am I reading that right? Because so? I think there's in competition and out of competition testing. Mm. It takes a while for the result to come through too, and, doesn't and it? And why is it... Um, why are some released and some hidden? Like, why has he been named? Well, and there's, there's it, all sorts of stuff going yeah, around, to get head around that club at the moment that's off the table to be touched with other players, from what I can understand, culturally, and right. what's going on away from the game. And then this bloke just gets named and shamed. Wasn't it the two or three strike thing? I don't know. I don't, yeah, that's it's, yeah, confusing. Is he the only, if he is, he's the only player to be three strike? Wasn't there that doctor surgery broken into years ago and they, <laughs> and they found the sheet of paper that had them all on it? Another text in here. Gazza Richards is your man for the tipster slot, boys. Gaz. What he doesn't know about racing is worth knowing. Yeah, I agree. Also claims to be the third best cricketer to come out of Lauderdale behind M. Wade and T. Payne. Well, I'd put him behind Nick and Johnny Payne as well, Gaz, to be honest. And well done to John Payne. 
You didn't even know about All this when I text you, text yeah. this through to you Friday night. <laughs> what is this? You said he was, your dad was inducted into the Hall of Fame at the Clarence Football Club. He you was. had no idea. No, I didn't. That's how humble Johnny Payne is. Well, he yeah, passed he the news on to well, his son. But I also didn't realise you get on the Hall of Fame for filling up the bar with beer. <laughs> but anyway, you must. So there's hope for us all. <laughs> And another one here, Brent. I think you should get the mastermind Sam Cootsy on as the guest tipster. Didn't lose a bet Saturday. So we've got a few options coming right, in, Tim. Gary Richards, Sam Cootsy, they're our first couple. Write them down. Hey, we're going to get to a break. Yeah, we're coming back to wrap up the first hour next here on SEN Tassie Breakfast.